In this Pyro Podcast light, the audio, we started outside, and the audio for the first eight minutes definitely has some howling in it, but we move inside at about the eight-minute mark, so just work with us on that first eight minutes. We didn't want to re-record, and we didn't know it, was, uh, it gets a little bit windy at the end, but uh, just bear with us and uh, listen to this podcast. It's a good one. Thanks. Well, what's a happening? What is the buzz? Welcome back. We're going to be here at the Pyro Podcast Light. This is episode two. Uh, we got Pyromaniac Mo is usually going to be here hosting this along with Mr. Stag Party, who's to the right of me. But Mo is a little bit sick and under the weather during this 4th of July weekend. So we didn't want to have a week go by, so I'm standing in this week. Uh, pretty exciting podcast uh, here today. We're going to talk through some, some player news and some information lightly on some players. And then we're going to go in and we're going to do a, a mock uh, based on a draft that we're going to be doing for an expert league and Stag Party. Tell me a little bit more about uh, that league that we're entering uh, in a couple weeks here. So it's the largest fantasy football league in the world, self-proclaimed. 360 teams are going to be in the league, 30 divisions of 12. Uh, So after you're divided into your kind of division, it's a 12-team redraft league. And this year we've got the sixth pick. Uh, Just some background on what you kind of start. Uh, it's one QB, two running backs, three wide receivers, one tight end, one kicker, one defense, and four flexes where one flex is a super flex with where you can play a QB. So I'm considering it a two QB league a little bit more. Uh, and then just some of the other rules are .25 points per carry and one point per reception. And we're going to do this mock for you using Fantasy Pros, uh, FantasyDraftWizard.com. Uh, we could plug in all these sort of settings and do a live draft, and we're going to see how it goes. We've done a couple mock drafts myself, getting ready for it, uh, but we just want to kind of show you things that we think go into your mindset when making a pick, what you're considering, what you're not considering at certain times, how we value certain players, where we feel we can reach, and where we feel, you know, there's a giant value still on the draft board after a couple rounds there. And uh, think of it this way, having like John Madden and Al Michaels kind of uh, doing color in the middle of a mock draft. We're going to talk through kind of the process and have fun and what's going through our minds and I think that's an interesting uh, perspective while mocking. You're doing that in your own head uh, while you're doing such things. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna show you outside of body experiences of such thing. And uh, I apologize if you hear like wedding bells and church bells and crickets and birds chirping and daisies snarfing every once in a while. But it's such a beautiful day here in Chicago. It's a holiday weekend celebrating America, and we just decided we were gonna do this podcast outside up on a, on a patio, and uh, it's it's it, it was. No complaints. So I hope that there's no FedEx trucks or garbage trucks that go around in the background. If so, we apologize, but it's just too gorgeous here in uh, Chiberia not to be enjoying the weather. So uh, we're going to start out with some Huey Lewis uh, and the news and notes um, and talk about a few players and Stag Party. Uh, run, run down the list. Uh, what, what are some things that are talk, people are talking about in the NFL this week? Well, Amari Cooper's getting a nice big blowjob from Derek Carr this week on how tight and crisp his route running is and how he's a professional receiver and how he's expecting big things and how things are just going to, between him and Amari, are going to be great. So this is stuff I like hearing. Uh, 
you know, just chemistry between a quarterback and receiver is great news. Plus, you got a polished Amari Cooper coming in, and I just can't see, barring injury, how he doesn't catch 80 passes this year as the number one target for Derek Carr. I, I I hate to turn it into an agree fest, but this guy, the way he's able to, you know, I've been watching some of the video of some of the uh, OTAs and whatnot, and just the, he's got that rice in and out of his cuts, that speed, that zero to sixty, that rice was wasn't the fastest guy, much lower than Amari Cooper in, in his times, but just that that in and out, that just precision, and he, you can just tell he's so polished and works so hard on his route running and his cuts and being able to just, and that was what Jerry. Jerry Rice did. Jerry Rice was just, when he did a post pattern, he had you thinking he was doing a flag, and his post, he was he was going back, he was back at 60 miles per hour uh, in two steps after his cut, and just seeing what, uh, what, what Cooper's doing there in some of the videos, you can just tell he's got that same just precision, and those are the guys that if you've got a, a big gun like Derek Carr who can get you the ball, he's, he's going to be getting a lot of targets, a lot of targets, and I think they'll convert on a lot of, in this category percentage would be really solid. Yeah, I can't disagree on anything you said there. He's just a professional. Uh, already early in his career, he looked like a professional last year playing at Alabama. He's got a gear that some guys don't have, and he can get to it quickly. In and out of his breaks, he's solid. He's great with shoulder and head fakes, and his feet are just awesome. So I can't wait to watch this combination uh, play next season. I've got Amari pretty high. Uh, usually for rookie receivers, it's it's a struggle fest, but last season kind of broke the mold for that. But still, I think 23 is pretty high for Amari Cooper. I might have just bumped him up to 22 yesterday after hearing the news. So I'm, I'm excited for potentially an 80-catch, 1,000-yard season uh, from a Raider wide receiver, which is something that rarely gets said. Looks, looks good in the uniform. You know, it can't be understated as well that – He's got Crabtree on the other side. People might be way down on Crabtree in fantasy football, but this guy is still uh, a top ten pick at the position uh, when the Niners grabbed him. He's got the talent. He's another year removed from that Achilles injury. Crabtree's a solid, solid football player, and, and I think that that's, that can't be understated where Crabtree and Amari Cooper, they're not wide receivers. They're football players. Uh, you call him a professional uh, when you're talking about Amari, and I think that's a great way to – but he's a professional and he's a football Football player, so I love those kind of guys. That that it doesn't matter what he's doing in the underwear Olympics because you've seen him as a football player do it so much with the pads on, and that's it's a huge difference. You just see there's guys that are sprinters, there are guys that are fast, there are guys that can do certain things well. But when you just play in the pads the same way that you're playing out of them, uh, big things are going to happen. So uh, no question about it, Mr. Uh, uh, Amari, you're heading in the right direction, buddy, and uh, we like Derek Carr as well. Um, all right, who's the next guy you want to talk to on that? Uh, a guy who's trying to be a more professional receiver, and that's uh, Keenan Allen. Uh, apparently he's been you know, shedding a couple pounds, trying to play faster, uh, trying to be quicker in and out of his breaks, just trying to uh, have a bounce-back season in his third year after having a little bit of a down sophomore slump. I think he, he's got a chance to do it. I think he's a bounce-back candidate, and he's a guy I'm targeting as like a wide receiver three. Uh, he's got. Here's the thing with Keenan Allen. He doesn't have like an elite trait. He's not. He's not super tall. He's not super fast. He's not super quick, and he's not like an explosive leaper. Uh, but he will do the things kind of that Amari Cooper could do, 
just slower. And he runs good routes. He can find holes in zone uh, coverage. He could also just work in and out and use his. You know, he's he's got some girth to him. He's got a decent size. Uh, you know, just overall body figure that he can box guys out a little bit. But he's going to be one of those guys who's not going to be a huge game breaker for you. But he could be one of those consistent guys who, if he keeps working and you know, just being the number one target on the team is really going to help him. Especially with the loss of one of their main go-to guys that we'll talk here about a little bit later. The one thing about Keenan Allen is he's, he's definitely a house divided. There's some people that are really high on his prospects coming into his third year, and then at the same time there's a lot of other people that just think that what we saw last year was going to be the norm. Uh, I think obviously, again, another guy we mentioned that uh, he gets helped out is uh, Antonio. Whatever is going to happen with him, and I can use that as a segue. he got four games for Keenan Allen to be the undisputed uh, top target uh, happening unless you know Stevie get, gets on fire or whatnot. But Keenan Allen is one of those guys. I'm in a wait and see kind of approach on him. Not fully sold yet, uh, but I like the Philip Rivers thrown to a guy that's that's shown he can have a thousand yard season. So we'll talk about uh, you know Gates, or if you want to talk about Allen. So Gates was kind of suspended yesterday all of a sudden for four games. Uh, there was a couple other suspensions, but those were mostly due to defensive players. Uh, so no real big news there. Uh, you know, you got Sheldon Richardson losing a couple games for the, for the Jets. And other than that, you're looking at, you know, Antonio Gates going down for four games. So is this the coming for Ladarius Green? Uh, let's hope so. I think he's got the speed to do it. I think when I, I just redid my tears yesterday to reflect it, I moved Antonio Gates from down from, like, number eight to number 17 or so. And then I moved Ladarius Green up to number 19. So it's definitely close. I think Ladarius Green's going to be on fire for the first four weeks and prove that he should be the starter at the position. And let's just hope it works out. I feel like Ladarius Green's had every opportunity to do something in this league. Uh, you know, obviously having Gates in, in, in front of you is, is, is a, a hurdle to jump. But there's been opportunities where Gates has been hurt in years past. And I didn't feel like he really got it done. Let's remember, this is a guy, Green, that we've been talking about for four years now. Three years. It's not some new player that finally he's going to get a crack at it. He hasn't shown much. So, who knows? Uh, let's talk quickly and get move on to this, uh, this mock draft about um, Tyler Eifert looking awesome in uh, OTAs. And there's a video that uh, came out with uh, Hushman Zada wearing a GoPro on his chest and watching a practice and hooting and hollering. And uh, they showed a, a play with Eifert do, I think, a button hook, uh, caught the ball and go. And Hushman's out. was just like, I told you in two years you're going to, you know, he basically just said, I told you two years, which probably meant in two years do what you're doing. You're going to be one of the best tight ends in the league. And he's like, you should not be able to do that at that size. Eifert's 6'5". And watching this video, it was pretty mind-blowing to see Holy crap, this guy is just a monster wide receiver. I don't think he's a tight end at all. I don't think he's he's always going to be uh, spread out pretty much on the on the routes and plays he's going to be in. So Eifert, that guy's catapulting and moving up uh, up up my uh, charts and my rankings big time. What do you think? I like Eifert. He catapulted a little bit for me too. He's one of those guys. When I, when I draft a tight end late, I like to draft an athletic tight end who can catch the ball. Uh, because I think those guys have the biggest opportunity to break out and finish as one of the best 
at their position. I don't think the you know, older, slower players uh, are the types I like to draft at the tight end position late. So I usually go with the high upside athlete at the position. Uh, hope he can kind of break out and you know finish top five at the position. Give me some real plus, plus, plus value. So I'm just hoping Eifert can stay healthy for one reason. We haven't seen him do very much here in the last, you know, over his two-year career so far. So we need to see him stay on the field, and I think he'll have a nice preseason where the hype train, uh, everybody starts jumping right on it. And it's it's obvious he's the he's the number two talent at receiver I would say on the team behind AJ Green. So it's not like he's got he's got a weapon that's going to help take coverages off him. So I, I'm excited to see what happens. I don't know if the uh, Pyro Podcast light is usually going to be having Val Verdes on him, but it's it's already a holiday and I'm going with a Val Verde on the show. So good when it hits your lips. Uh, all right, let's get into this uh, mock. Tell us uh, more about our draft spot. Tell us more about so we're draft- what, 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 what you're kind of thinking. We're drafting sixth, uh, and it being sort of a two QB league, uh, one QB with that super flex. I think QBs are going to go off the board real quick. Uh, so I, being the sixth pick, I think we'll have a chance at an elite, elite running back. So we'll kind of it's a PPR league, so that'll kind of push Le'Veon Bell up even more. Uh, so let's see who kind of comes off the board here in the first five picks. Okay, then we got we're, we're in the sixth slot. We're in the sixth slot. So I, I like being in the middle of the round in this sort of draft. It'll give me lots of time to do some research, find out who I want to target, guys that we want to see uh, things happen. So we got Andrew Luck going number one overall in a two. You know, with this league status. Then we got Aaron Rodgers, Adrian Peterson, Le'Veon Bell, and Russell Wilson. So how about, how about that ADP change for Russell Wilson in this style? Uh, I I personally would not touch him there. Uh, looking so at, you're basically put in our the rules and set the uh, rules, so it's, it's, it, it's, it's dynamically up, it's knowing set, what we're up to. It's okay. set up so exactly knows that we're following the, uh, the exact rules of the Scott Fishbowl, so... Hopefully it'll work out for us. So, uh, by the way, any of you guys, one of the reasons why I wanted to do this podcast is for other leagues and other people that are in that league. First and foremost, you are going to lose to us. Uh, but secondly, to that, uh, we're excited for you to listen to this podcast and give you an insight on uh, how we think uh, so a draft and a, and a scoring system and quote unquote know your league uh, should take place. So, so with this, I, I definitely want a. High volume running back. Uh, we've pretty much it's like having the third spot with three, you know, three QBs already off the board. So we're getting a little bit of value there. Uh, my top guy Adrian Peterson is off the board, and then there's Le'Veon Bell also off the board. So for me, it's a choice between Jamal Charles and Eddie Lacy. With the .25 uh, yard points per carry, does that sway you to go? Lacey over Charles at all, or would you still go Jamal Charles because of the PPR aspect? I'm going volume at PPR, and also I just I'm going Jamal just because th- there's no passing hope in that team whatsoever. Uh, even the PPR that's gonna, the passing that might happen is going to be those dump downs to Charles himself. So I'm all about a Charles uh, there over a, over a Lacey. I still think at the end of the day the Packers are a passing team and will remain so. Even though Eddie Lacy's a big part of that, uh, I'm going to agree with you. The .25 points per uh, carry isn't going to make a big difference to me in that aspect. 
So we're going to put in uh, Jamal Charles there. Uh, immediately at the, after that pick, Antonio Brown goes off the board. Robert Gronkowski, Peyton Manning, Matt Forte, Eddie Lacy, Marshawn Lynch. Then we get our buy Julio. JJ. Uh, Drew Brees goes off the board. Demarius, Des Bryant, Calvin Johnson, and Ben Roethlisberger. So that's, let's see here, four, six QBs already off the board. Uh, my my next QB would be uh, Cam Newton on my tiers, but I don't think I'm ready to go there right now. Uh, I think we've got two outstanding options here uh, to choose between. Uh, with the PPR League, you know, we've got two high, high, highly ranked guys because we decided to wait on quarterback just a hair. So we've got ODB still on the board, and we've got one of my favorite players. We've got uh, Arian Foster on the board. Uh, in a PPR, we know what both of these guys can do. The question is, how do we want to start our team? Do we want to start it with two workhorse running backs, or do we want to diversify? Uh, we've got about five running. Uh, we've got five wide receivers off the board now, and we've got six running backs off the board. So it's pretty even there. Um, so what, what 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 are you thinking now? Well, we know from mocking in previous weeks, and uh, you're one of the biggest mockers I know. The value or the the, the position that we're going to be able to get more from for a longer time is the wide receiver. Now, I'm a wide receiver guy. I love wide receivers. Probably my favorite position. I think the smart pick or the safe pick would be an Arian Foster, but I think the fun, exciting pick would be an ODB Junior. So I'm going to leave it to you, the Stag Party. Uh, you are going to be the one managing this league mostly throughout the season. We're going to be uh, doing a pyro collaborative to a degree for this league, but it is your baby. So as well as this show. I'm a guest. I'm not trying to step on anyone's toes. So I'm going to leave it up to you. Whichever you think guy you think brings the value for... Uh, I think the team would look more exciting if we go ODB. Uh, I think the team, if Arian Foster only misses a handful of games, which we know he will, easiest strength of schedule again this year, two years in a row. He's a beast. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to leave it up to you. What are you thinking? Where do you want to take this party? I think there's so much depth at wide receiver and because we're getting so many points per we're getting points per carries that I'm gonna and points per receptions for that running back that Arian Foster just with his total domination of a workload he will be a big point scorer in this type of league every game he plays so we might have to handcuff him a little bit later yep. but I'm gonna go Arian Foster over ODB which is probably not the sexy pick but I just think it's the smart one. Here's a question I got for you I like it but here's a question I got for you would you if ODB was playing in OTAs and wasn't complaining about his teammates making fun of him and he wasn't banged up again like he seems to be all the time, um, at least in the offseason or preseason, uh, would you, if he was totally healthy and you had seen him making one-handed miraculous catches over the last month, would you have gone with him? No, I don't think so. I, I'm just a running back guy a little bit. I think we can still find very, very solid value at the wide receiver position uh, in the third round and beyond. I just think Arian's one of my top five running backs. And if I can have two of my top five running backs in any league, I'm going to make the move. Especially where they reward me for having workhorse running backs. Arian Foster and Jamal Charles are probably, with the carry points, are probably going to be very, very close. Because we know that they're going to limit Jamal Charles' carries again uh, to a degree where Arian has no limits, and he could get it 30 times a game, 
and you know rack up some points for us. And I mean, I haven't, we haven't looked at any of the other rosters. Maybe after uh, four, five rounds, we should do that swiftly just to see what some of the other people have uh, these other teams. But there's no question in the fish league so far that we'll have the best backfield. And now we're able to still go with that powerhouse of a running backs uh, tandem there. And we're still, with all these flexes, able to go out and get more running backs. And uh, I'm, like, I'm liking the foundation we're starting from here. So after we selected Arian Foster, ODB came off the board, of course. Cam Newton, Matt Ryan, Tony Romo, Tom Brady, C.J. Anderson, Jordy Nelson, LaShawn McCoy, DeMarco Murray, and Ryan Tannehill. So that's 11 QBs drafted through the first... Uh, two and a half rounds here. So we're the only team without a starting QB, it looks like. I can't tell that for sure. But uh, with, with our options here, I think we've got some very, very, very strong uh, wide receiver options. Or we could take you know a guy who collectively we have as a top five QB or right on the cusp, top eight QB, and an Eli Manning. All, Matthew Stafford's also still on the board if we wanted to go that route, but I would, you know, definitely take Manning over Stafford as of right now. Um, so the real question is between AJ Green, in my opinion, who's our number eight overall wide receiver, or is it Eli Manning? I gotta be honest. I think you got. I think we go Eli Manning here. I, just because I don't know. Again, it's not the sexier of the two picks, but. What are your expectations of Green? I mean, it would be better to have a wide receiver one that's that's AJ Green than what we're going to get as a result of not picking him. But aren't you worried that we're going to be get stuck in Kaepernick Cutler zone with our quarterbacks if we don't go with Eli? I'll leave, I'll leave this pick up to you. Either is great. I kind of wish, the sad thing is, I wish McCoy would have made it back to us. If McCoy was there, would you have taken a third running back? Or is that crazy? Uh, I probably would have taken a third running back. <laughs> It's up to you. I mean, do you like the A.J. Green one back? I really like the A.J. Green one here. If he doesn't come back, I think A.J. Green's the last true wide receiver one. Uh, We all kind of have him collectively as number eight and and with no real disagreements on where he's valued. So I think right now we're getting a big value in A.J. Green. I think Eli Manning might slide another round, and if not, you know, we're going to be picking up two crappy QBs here real soon. But the truth is, I still think I, I think we're fine at quarterback. So do it. Let's do it. AJ Green, Green is my boy. Oh, that's pretty sick, dude. Jeremy yeah. Hill. Ooh, that was a big one. Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb. DeAndre Hopkins. Alshon Jeffrey. Mike Evans. Stafford. Uh, Forsett. T.Y. Hilton. And then our boy Eli Manning goes off the board. C.J. Spiller. Brandon Cooks. And Jimmy Graham. So we did Ooh, mi- cooks. We did miss out on Oh, I got one for us though. So looking at QBs now. Uh f- 13 are off the board. Uh I think we've got a bunch of guys who here who are pretty close. We've got the Philip Rivers of the world, we've got the Colin Kaepernick, we've got Teddy B, we've got Sam Bradford, Joe Flacco and Jay Cutler and Carson Palmer. I know you're probably highest on Flacco at this point. Do you think we can wait for Flacco, or do you think we just got to... I do think we can wait for Flacco. Okay. So, do you not like the value at QB right now, so are we waiting even longer, or... I think we should... Should we... Yeah, let's wait a little longer... 
So let's see what we have with the other positions here. We've got. Who are we trying to target? If we wait for longer, who are we thinking realistically can come back to quarterback? Are you willing to go? It looks like Kaepernick will probably go this round. I think Rivers will go this round. Are you willing to have a, a Carr or a Bridgewater or Brad? Bradford doesn't sound too great to me right now. I mean, Flacco will come back to us. So, and I'm willing but to take what a about our later. what about our second? I'm willing, to, I'm willing to take you, a rookie you're later. Willing to take a, a car, Marcus a, Mariota or. A car, I'd probably just because of strength and schedule go with your boy a little bit more. Uh, I don't want to sway you though. What do you? What do you? What? What's your gut telling you right? Right here, I think. I I can't draft. It's it's just so ugly. I can't draft one of these QBs in the fourth round and still feel good about it. Uh, so I think we should visit the other positions here real quick. We've got at running back. We've got some real talent left on the board. We got Frank Gore. We got Lamar Miller. Uh, C.J. Spiller's off the board. Uh, but we got Mark Ingram, Andre Ellington, Alfred Morris, Melvin Gordon, and Gio Bernard, who, who I like all those guys. Then at wide receiver, the highest ranked guy would be Emmanuel Sanders. Then Kelvin Benjamin, uh, Julian Edelman, Jordan Matthews, Andre Johnson, Keenan Allen. I got both Kevin White and Amari Cooper. Is T.Y. Hilton gone? T.Y. Hilton is gone. Damn. Um... I don't think a rookie receiver I, is a value right now. No, I agree. I, I totally agree. I kind of think we go with, uh, is it crazy to go for a third running back before we... We've got so many flexes, we can go Frank Gore. I like Frank that, Gore. Th- this is going to be the least sexiest team I've ever drafted. It doesn't matter. We're going to bring it. We're going to draft Frank Gore. It's like, it's like being the hedgehog. He's not the sexiest guy, but he brings the biggest hammer. All right. So, after Frank Gore went off the board, rookie Melvin Gordon went off the board. Then Philip Rivers, Emmanuel Sanders, Andre Ellington, Kelvin Benjamin, Lamar Miller, Mark Ingram, Andre Johnson, Jordan Matthews, and Carlos Hyde. So, at, or at QB now, we've got Colin Kaepernick still there, Teddy B still there, who I like both, Bradford still there, who I really like, Cutler, who I despise, but he's a decent fantasy option, and Flacco. Do you have Kaepernick or Flacco rated higher? Flacco. By far? Uh, by yeah, by uh, two a uh, uh, full tier. I got him at the bottom of my fourth tier, behind Brady, and Romo, and Roethlisberger. Then uh, Bridgewater, Kaepernick, Cutler, and Rivers are in a, a two tiers a tier later, two tiers later. I um, think I've got Flacco right around QB fifteen here. I think we can I wait on him though. Still? Yeah. I, I, do. I do not want to go with a rookie quarterback uh, I, as my second option. Uh, that's fine. I'm not saying we go. I'm saying we can go for a quarterback now and still get Flacco. Okay, so you, we can go who, back to back there. If who's your preferred option after Flacco then? I mean, I want I, Flacco. I've got to rank the highest. We should probably. You like Bradford? I do like Bradford. I think it's a risky pick. Right okay, now. fair enough. Um, do you like Bridgewater? I, uh, just checking out my tiers in my recent version, I've got Colin Kaepernick the highest, then besides I, Joe Flacco. So I, I just think, just as a flex, Colin Kaepernick could be a huge game changer. I'm, I'm in. So if we go, on, we go Flacco and then hope that Kaepernick comes I, back? Or we I, go I think with how they rank Kaepernick, he's got less of a chance to come back around. So I think we've got to go Kaepernick. Okay. One thing I would say though is don't. And usually, this is a mock, so usually don't be swayed by the rankings that are on the draft board that you're doing. Go by your tiers, but it, you know because it's sometimes it's misleading. I, I use it to manipulate it. So 
Okay, we rejected Colin Kaepernick. Then Alfred Morris came off the board. Jonathan Stewart, Gio Bernard, Latavius Murray, Todd Gurley, Julian Edelman, Golden Tate, Keenan Allen, Brandon Marshall, Deshaun Jackson, TJ Yeldon, and Amari Cooper. So we've still got Teddy Bridgewater, Sam Bradford, it's Jake, a Flacco. Jake Culler, and Flacco on the board. Let's just see. Olsen and Kelsey are still on the board here. I, I think, love both those guys, but I would almost wait for Ertz even. All right. So, I don't well, think... What do you think? I don't think in this actual draft we will be able to wait for Ertz. But I don't think both of these tight ends will come off the board in this round. So, I think the next round we might have a choice between two of them. So, what position so, do you want to focus on? So, wide receiver right now? No, Flacco, I think... Flacco? I think we're going Joe Flacco. Done. So Flacco. So now we got two. We got two sweet quarterbacks going right now, and we waited in essentially a two quarterback league until which rounds? The fifth and the fourth and the fifth, right? The fifth and the sixth. Fifth and the sixth. That's so, a good time. So after Flacco, we've got Sammy Watkins, Martavis Bryant, Jarvis Landry, Jeremy Macklin, Charles Johnson, uh, Vincent Jackson, Roddy White, Sam Bradford, Allen Robinson, and Kevin White. So Ooh, running right. back. Running backs are flying, or, t- or wide, receivers wide receivers are, are flying. flying off the board. Uh, you know, you know who we could go for here if we want a wide receiver. The highest guy that I've got on my wide receiver so far, and probably you do too, Nelson Aguilar. Nelson Aguilar, he's up at thirty. All the other guys and a PPR. I, I would take a chance on Nelson Aguilar. I don't love him as a wide receiver too on our team. I don't either. I think we're going to be real weak at wide receivers. We're going to so. be. So we're gonna have to start. So should we should we should we risk Aguilar making it back to us, which I think would happen, and go? Uh, you took him. No, no. So maybe here's where we go: Olsen or Kelsey. I like I like an Olsen. His bread is in the butter. What's going on? It's all good. Um. You like Olsen. I like an Olsen. Don't you think he's going to have more PPR? He's going to have more catches? No. You don't think he's going to have more catches than no. a Kelsey? I just haven't seen Kelsey do it. What He finished with the eight tight end of fantasy football last season. And half the snaps in that he played. Don't you think we could wait for a Kelsey? No. Kelsey's coming off the board next round. I guarantee it. Which guy? So do you want a Kelsey more I, than a... Uh, oh, yeah. Kelsey's my number two. And Olsen's my number four. Olsen's my number two. Hey, it's your it's your league. I think we can wait on what tight end. But what's the value? Let's look at the other position. I'm not saying so. Aguilar. So we go tight end, and we hope that Aguilar makes it back to us. Hope that Aguilar drafts makes it back to us, or we could draft uh, at wide receiver Eric Decker, Larry no, Fitzgerald, maybe. Brandon LaFell, Michael Floyd, Michael Mike Wallace, Devonte Adams, Steve. I I can't draft Devonte Adams right okay. now. So I think Kelsey. Well, that would be it in two picks from now. I think Kelsey's the true, true leader for me in terms of value in the seventh round. Okay. So Travis Kelsey, it is. We got Victor Cruz coming off the board there, which I think is a pretty bad pick at this point. Then Jay Cutler, Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota, Nelson Aguilar. So we yeah. lost out on him. Mike Wallace. Greg Olson, who went in the next round after Kelsey, Eric Decker, Robert Griffin, and Nick Foles. I'm glad I'm not in the Nick Foles yeah. uh, category of <laughs> quarterback because quarterback, that'd be bad news bears. Absolutely. So, just looking at you know positions, uh, running back still got some depth to it with guys we like. 
but wide receiver's definitely a little thinner. In a PPR league, I think uh, Larry Fitzgerald's a pretty decent pick here over his teammate Michael Floyd. But then I also really like Steve Smith in the sort of the sort of league with PPR. I think he could be, you know, another 80 catch season in his so who's your highest ranked receiver at this point? To be honest, out of those, well, I've got Bolden, who's ranked higher. I've got Floyd, but I think out of Smith and Senior, Senior uh, and Fitzgerald, I got them right next to each other at forty-four and forty-five at wide so receiver. That, that's not good value for us. You've got other guys higher. So who's your highest ranked receiver now? Let me see. Uh, I mean, it's it's Devonte Adams. I can't do it. That's fine. Uh, I, I just don't think Devontae Adams, as the third wide receiver, is going to get enough play to be worth a pick over number one targets right now. That's we, we still got some of those guys left. Uh, so, uh, I'm fretting over this pick. I, I do not love any of these guys. I would say just from based on our podcast the other day, the Pirate Podcast, just and you guys loving Carson Palmer, um... Is Palmer taking a QB? Yeah. He was. Uh, you guys loving Palmer, the fact uh, that he uh, Larry Fitzgerald last year when Palmer was in there was dominating, then had, that was his best part of the season. Uh, maybe uh, maybe we take, and because we have Flacco, we don't want to put too many eggs in the in the uh, Ravens Trust, basket. The Mark Trustman basket. Uh, okay, so, so let's go. Well, I, what, what, they're both older guys. You tell me. Whatever. You like Larry or you like Steve Smith? Is that is that who we're between right now? Or should we try and get the best running back uh, that's on the board? You know, we got these flexes. Yeah, I'm fine with. I'm fine. We're with gonna that. have to roll. I think taking a wide receiver here falls into uh, a little bit of a run catcher, and I think the better option is to go with a guy who we're just high on collectively. Okay, and that is that. So that's not going to be a wide receiver, right? Or is it a wide receiver? I, I don't think it's a wide receiver at this point. Okay, so who's the highest ranked guy? Is 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 my highest ranked? Latavius Murray taken? Yeah, Latavius Murray is gone. My highest rated running back now would be a little scary, but it's Joseph Randall. Scary. I got uh, McFadden, so we we don't agree there. We is this no not Randall's me. the starter at this point, I and Darren McFadden's still. Injured, uh, injured, and his pussy hurts. So, um, Gurley taken. Gurley is gone. Okay. So after after Randall, I've got a tier of like Isaiah Crowell, uh, who's also still on the board. Or is he gone? Isaiah Crowell is still on the board, but it's a PPR league, so I don't love him that much here. I'd say uh, for Randall, between Randall and Larry, and getting a, Larry, a wide receiver like Larry. It, I'd rather do Larry, I think. Is Larry going to be our wide receiver, too? Yes. We, I mean, think We're going to have some about, real yeah. ugly wide so receivers. So let's, let's maybe get a wide receiver right here. Uh, I mean, it's up to you. Larry is the pick. Okay. Larry. So after Larry, Larry, it's Michael Floyd, Torrey Smith, Joseph Randall comes off the board in the eighth round, mm. uh, Colston, John Brown, the, so three Arizona receivers go in the eighth round, Steve Smith, LaFell, Devontae Adams, and Brashad Perryman, who yeah, I, now here's and then we got say. Bennett off the board. So now we're you know where I want to go with this party right now. No, I want to take this party to Amir. 
Amir Abdullah. Amir Abdullah. Go upside. Sneaky pick. You got in their queue, they've got 65. They're saying you should take Joyke Bell right now. That tells me I think we should take Abdullah. (laughs) PPR, what do you think about that call? I think they're both equally good at PPR. I just think Amir Abdullah is the more explosive player. So he's going to be in there. He could be a game changer for him. And early you could just tell, all right, finally we've got a running back. Joyke Bell is a good service play, but he's there by default. They've never had anything excellent. (coughs) Amir could be huge this year. I couldn't it's, agree more. Watching that guy play on Saturdays last year, I'm not a huge uh, NCAA guy, but I happen to see Nebraska play a few times. That guy, the eye test, he's got it. Okay, so after we, we selected Amir Abdullah in the ninth round, Pierre Garçon, Anquan Bolden, Steve Johnson. Wow. The ninth round for Stevie Johnson? Uh, he's, he's, there's Kendall a lot of talk Wright, about him. Julius Thomas, Zach Ertz. So Ertz comes off the uh, board in the the ninth round. Uh, Jordan Cameron, then we've got Joy Bell, Percy Harvin, Tevin Coleman, thank God I don't have to be talked into that one, Antonio Gates, probably pre-suspension at this point, uh, him coming off the board in this round, and then Rashad Jennings. My highest rated receiver, we do not have a wide receiver three, and it's getting up to 50 wide receivers have been taken. By far, my highest player is Ruben Randall. Do it. I've got him at 36. I think he's the wide receiver, two for the Giants. Oh, uh, for sure. Victor Cruz is going to be PUP'd. He's going to be pupping something. So after that, uh, Devontae Parker, Kenny Stills, LeGarrette Blunt, uh, Jason Witten, Cody Latimer, Josh Hill, Shane Vereen, Owen Daniels, Delaney Walker, and Crowell come off the board. So we have filled all our starting positions, except for uh, except for the, uh, the the two flex or one of the flex positions. So what we can do now is take a guy who we're just highest on collectively. So what? No matter really positional, we're done filling positions. We don't have to worry about that anymore. Um, Eventually, we'll take a kicker and a defense. So now we're going to just go through running backs and wide receivers. Maybe steal another tight end there if we think one is a huge, huge value. I will say this, though. In hindsight, with Ertz going three rounds later, I wish we would have gone wide receiver instead of Kelsey. Because we could have been less, less the, weak there. And the wide receiver like, we could have had was... Who we like is Nelson Aguilar. Yeah. The the positional differential between Nelson Aguilar at wide receiver and Travis I Kelsey's. I agree. I mean, if I agree. there was a better option there, if Kevin White, who went one pick before yeah. Travis Kelsey, was still there, I would have agreed okay. with you there. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. I like it. I just didn't love any of the wide receivers. So now at wide receiver and tight end, we're choosing between the highest ranked player. There's a lot more talented running back in my opinion. My highest rated. Running back now would be Devonta Freeman. See, in a PPR format, because we're also getting those points per reception where he is going to be on the field for third down. Can I ask you a question? Sure. Devil's advocate. Uh, my guy, a guy I have higher than him is uh, is Nile Davis. Uh, is that a handcuff that we should be thinking about? Be considering we Let, have let's Charles. See, let's see where Nile Davis is in overall. Running back ADP, he's 52nd overall among running backs. So, 
You want to wait on? I'd like to wait at least one round. Okay. Because I I feel like if I'm drafting a handcuff, it's got to be a bench spot and not a true starter spot. So my guy here, or we could take a, a Trey Mason, who I have relatively close to a Devonta Freeman, or a Charles Sims. I like that call. I like Sims more than a Trey Mason for sure. So between Sims or Devonta Freeman? Sims. Easy schedule. I think they're going to be a lot better than you think. It's a running. It's a. Uh, I don't like Lovey Smith as a fantasy football coach, but the one thing he does do is boring offenses, which is run the ball. They got a rookie quarterback where they're going to try and make limit his mistakes. Then do you want Doug Martin or do you want Charles Sims? I think Sims is the guy. I disagree now because they've said Doug Martin is still the guy. Which well, is the scare. To, then we need to stay away from that. So, they, they don't know who the guy is. Freeman, I'm not. But Freeman is the third down back, which we can guarantee. And I think that's a safe safe bet in a PPR format. You, you can do whatever you want to do, but I would say that would be my least favorite pick that we've done so far. Devonta Freeman. Freeman. Just not crazy about that guy. I'm just not. Where do you have him ranked? Hold on. This thing closed down, and now I've got to reboot it. How did that happen? Okay. So, just sort of looking at it, um, objectively, I think running back's the position to go to, but we can't seem to find agreement here. This is why it stinks having two, 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 uh, so two guys. So, Charles Sims is your highest rated guy. He's at 28, and you've got Devonta Freeman down at 46. I just don't like Freeman really that much. Um, but, it, you know, at the same time, I don't want to step on any toes here. I'm open... Uh, has McFadden what, been what, picked yet? No. I'm so low on Darren McFadden as of now. It's unbelievable. How about what about David Johnson? Uh, I don't like the value here. Ryan Matthews? Not, not for me. Our, our collective. Monty Hellman? Oh no way! I think Monty Ball's the handcuff. Okay. Uh, so our collective has Devonta Freeman. Trailing Charles Sims. So let's go with Charles Sims. Ah, pyro, the power of Pyro Collective Tears. Very, it's very close, but we'll go with it. Uh, Brian Quick, Chris Ivory, Dwayne Allen, Dwayne Bowe, Terrence Williams, Doriel Green Beckham, Trey Mason, uh, Seattle Seahawks, Devonta Freeman, Reggie Bush, Darren McFadden, Danny Woodhead. So we've gotten a bit of a running back. Uh, run there. So I'm glad we started it yeah. rather than being at the tail end of Agreed. it. So now, do we want to maybe take the other Tampa running back and lock down the position we have a starter? I'd rather between do the Al two Davis and have have the have the 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 start the for sure starter on the most high volume rushing team, Andy Reid offense that doesn't have a passing attack to to. to Call their own. I'd rather have that handcuff. What about you? I'm not a handcuff guy. So I'm, I'm not either. I'd rather have this. a harder. Except I'd rather this. have a starter. But but you're just saying we, we don't know if it's it's. A That's starter. why we can have both of them. We already have Charles Sims. Now we can back it up with Doug Martin and is it gonna, whichever way it goes, we have the starter. Well, I would rather have it go knowing it's Jamal Charles. But if he goes down, then we know it's 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 it's. But we're predicting injury for our best player. No, we're saying we're we're we're, we're putting insurance on our highest pick. One more round of waiting. What do you think? If you think we, if you think he'll make it, I think it's good, smart fantasy football. I'm not a big handcuff guy either. But in this, 
if you take Jamal Charles, I've been saying it on our podcast for two months now. If you take Jamal Charles and you do not get Nile Davis, I think you're doing yourself a disservice. I'll wait around. Hopefully, it doesn't go. But where are we taking this party then? It's Doug Martin. We will lock up the running back for the Tampa Bay uh, for the Tampa Bay offense, and then after that, do you think that's a better call than a David Johnson? Take yeah. it. David Johnson is a pure backup. They've said he's a pure backup to Andre Ellington. So why, why am I going to get into that territory right now? Right. I mean, we just said we don't know who the starter is in Tampa. We couldn't agree whether it was Charles Sims or Doug Martin. So And someone I, just took your... Uh, what about Shane Vereen? Shane Vereen, I think, is off the board because it's a PPR league. Shane Vereen's well off the board. Okay. So right. after... Do whatever you, if you want to do that, that, that uh, bolt... If it's, you want to do that, it's, it's, it's a different strategy. I mean, but at this point, we need a starter at the position, or at potentially a position. Well, hopefully, and, one of these guys is the guy. So yeah, we know one of the guys drop. is the guy. We know our drop. Okay. So then, Nile better make it. Duke Johnson, Bishop Sankey, oh, we're Buffalo seeing... Bills, David Johnson, David Cobb, Larry Donnell, Kyle Rudolph, uh, ASJ, and Tyler Eifert all come off the board. Leave, oh, leave I, our boy Nile Davis there yeah, for the taking in the 13th round. And we can't take we, another running back, right? We, 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 oh, we can take as many running backs oh, as we right. want. There's so many flex. There's, so, there's nine bench spots, but we've only got three receivers here, so we've got to start at least looking for a little bit of depth. We've only got three wide receivers on our entire roster, <laughs> and we've got seven running backs. Is Devontae Adams taking that? Oh, yeah. He's taking so, Doug Baldwin, Marvin Jones, Michael Crabtree, Dante Moncrief, Marquise Lee, Floyd, Funches. I hate them all. Yeah. So, I'm just trying to think of who I have the highest out of these guys. We just need a little bit of depth here. I'd also like it to be a little bit of a, a little bit of a shot in the dark. Yeah, a high, high, ups- a, a high upside guy with... You know, our current starting wide receiver core is A.J. Green, who's steady, Larry Fitzgerald, who's old, and Reuben Randall, who's drops. What about Jalen Strong? What about Tyler Lockett? Strong. Jalen Strong is in contention. I just don't have him right that highly. I have him at, like, I like Marquise Lee, 58. man. I know you don't, but I like Marquise Lee. I'm a USC fan, and I just haven't seen it on the pro field, and I think he's the third wide receiver for a not good offense. Okay. What about Moncrief? He could be three, or he could be four, but Dorsett's also still on the board. So I think if you want to draft a wide receiver three type, I think we should do it from the Colts offense rather than a Jaguars offense. I hear you. Um, So which guy do you prefer there, Moncrief or Dorsett? What about Crabtree? I just, he could be great. It could. I I like Crabtree. Crabtree's my highest rated guy at this point. Then let's let's take him. He's gonna have some games, dude. He's not the number one for the first time in his, first time in his career. Starting day one, the the best guy is gonna be on Amari Cooper. Yeah. So then Jarek and Kenny comes off the board. Andre Williams, Marvin Jones, uh, the St. Louis Rams defense. Uh, Heath Miller, Matt Jones, Fred Jackson, Terrence Blue. Uh, or Alfred Blue, and Terrence West, and Arizona defense. So we no longer have the 
de facto handcuff for Arian Foster, even though I think Chris Polk is the actual handcuff. So Chris Polk could be a guy we look to draft here in the next couple rounds what if we he's take, still on the board. What do we take? What do we go off? Off? I think we need to either go wide receiver, quarterback, or tight end. I think we've got a lot of running backs. I like it, but what about James White? We can wait, can't we? He'll probably go in the next round. James White or a Buck Allen. I mean, I, I think James White is the third down running back for the Patriots, and we know what that can be. Or we could take the chance on Moncrief or Lee again here. Or uh, What's the see? best value at tight end? The best value at tight end? Or quarterback. Tight end would be like a Charles Clay. Charles Clay by far. Or well, there's your green. Ladarius Green. But nobody else has taken another quarterback. Everybody has two. So we could be the first to pounce on a third. I like Derek Carr sitting right there. You like Derek Carr sitting right there? I think he could have some pretty big games. A guy like that could be trade value, too. If he gets going hot... uh, There's no trades in the league, but... Yeah, I think he's solid depth, but you could take the guy who you dislike who's played better last year, or you could take Derek Carr. And that's Alex Smith or Derek Carr. I like Derek Carr. But I'm not saying we have to take that position. I'm I'm open to a Moncrief... Do we think Carr will last one more round? Maybe. Yeah. Did but do we want to do we want to start that run of of backup QBs, or do we want to be the one? It's. I don't even know if most times I would draft a backup QB, a third QB, but I probably would, because I can start anybody in that super flex for a week. Absolutely. So I, I think Moncrief is probably the play here. Go for it. He could turn out big. He could turn out like crap. So, Charles Clay went directly after. Then James White, Starks, Denard Robinson, Dan Heron, the Dolphins defense, Lorenzo, Talfiero, Cameron Artis-Payne, Denver defense, Philly defense, Andy Dalton. So there's the start of the... And uh, we can do it. Our guy Carr is still available. Our guy Carr is still available, but so is Marquise Lee. I like Carr. All right, don't you? I like Carr. I just don't know if he's ever going to be. Let's see, well, let's see. Let's see where, where the drop off is. A wide receiver on who's remaining. Let's so see after Doug Baldwin and Marquise Lee, we're looking at guys like Stedman Bailey, Devin Funches, Andrew Hawkins, Strong. We could maybe grab Fort Dorsett there and guarantee ourselves the number three. I did not like the strategy. We're, we already did that with Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I did not like holstering ourselves to teams. Uh, I think the best made, team in the league, power and numbers. I know. Well, we did, well, the other one's not the best team in the league that we did it with. Um, I, what do you think? I mean, right now, it, I think the team looks better. And is, you're supporting yourself in a two-man, uh, super flex kind of league where if something does happen, gets banged up with one of our quarterbacks, that right away we don't then all of a sudden not have to beat a two-quarterback team. There's no reason in a, for a full season that we shouldn't be rolling with a two-quarterback uh, uh, flex spot, right? Yeah. So Derek Carr's the pick. Then my boy Buck Allen comes off the board. Steven Ridley, Tavon Austin, Kiri Robinson, Bilal Powell, Ronnie Hillman, Christine Michael, Travaris Cadet, Alex Smith, and Pierre Thomas, who's still a free agent. You know so who's, you know Lee's who's, still on the board. I'm down with that, but you know who I like even more, seeing that Hillman went? What about if we went with the uh, ball? 
Ball's got to be way off the board at this point. Monty Ball's got such a high, uh, you know, ADP that he went in the 14th round and we're now 17. Okay. So he, he's a little bit off our radar. But uh, we got a guy who we're not touching in Trent Richardson. We've got another guy who we're not touching in Toby Gearhart. We've got uh, a Ryan Williams, a Zach Stacy, who I'm not touching. A Cunningham, who I do like as a third down back. But maybe here's where we can go. Uh, Chris Polk and uh, handcuffed to our you know starter in Arian Foster. Or we could draft Marquise Lee to give ourselves like six wide receivers. I'd go Marquise Lee. All right, let's see if... I'd say we, we were go, talking about him two rounds ago. I'd say Marquise Lee, and then we'll see... If he can come back around for us, if so, I think the, the next pick should be the handcuff to an Arian Foster, and that should be Chris Polk. Okay. Unless you want to draft Chris Johnson, who's still uh, uh, on the streets, or Ben Tate. David Johnson's gone? David Johnson is gone. These guys move quick here. So, if we take Chris Polk there, then Jalene Strong come off the board of the Patriots defense... Garoppolo, Malcolm Floyd, Turbin, Jason Morrow, Dexter McCluster, uh, Matt Asiata, Josh Robinson. Uh, so now we're just sort of going to take our best available player between running back, wide receiver, and tight end. Okay. Uh, so we've got guys like Ladarius Green still on the board. We've got Rob Hausler still on the board, who I'm a big fan of. So between Hausler and Green, who would you rather have? I think we can wait on those guys. Okay. So, wide receiver, the next kind of guys up are Stedman, Bailey, Andrew, Hawkins. I like Phil- Hawkins. Philip Dorsett. I'm down with that Dorsett program. If he if he breaks through it this time, it's a lot more value. I don't usually like double bunching up, but I like that pick. No, do you? Let's go Dorsett. Because that way we're locked in with a wide receiver three on the Indianapolis Colts. And we know, we know. And I, we feel, drop the other I one. feel that uh, uh, Andre Johnson is going to get nicked up at some point, making him our wide, wide receiver two. So let's see. Let's count out the positions here. We've got Colin Kaepernick and Joe Flacco, Joe Flo, Flacco and Derek Carr to give us three QBs. We've got Jamal Charles, Arian Foster, uh, Gore. Amir uh, Abdullah, Charles Sims to give us five so far. Doug Martin, Niall Davis to give us seven. And Chris Polk for eight. So we've got eight running backs and wide receivers. We've got one, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Seven wide receivers. So eight running backs, seven wide receivers. We've still got just one tight end. So maybe Ladarius Greens. This is our last positional pick. Okay. So is it Ladarius Green or do you have somebody else higher on at tight end? Is still around? He's gone. Uh, Niles Paul, Rob Hausler. Virgil Green. Virgil Green's even gone. Up to you. Yeah, I got, I have, um, I have Hausler higher than uh, was that Ladarius before, Green. Was that before the suspension though? No, or? no. But I'm just not a very big fan of Green. I just haven't seen it. But I'd go Hausler. He's just... Who else is going to catch passes? <laughs> so now we're going to draft our kicker and our defense. Um, most of the teams already have kickers or already have defenses. 
So, so let's I, take I'm the gonna, kicker. I'm going to take a better kicker. Yeah. Um, and couldn't agree more. I like that strategy big time. So if, if defenses are going first, be the, and, and you're a guy that does in your last two rounds, does defense and kicker, take the kicker first. It's 130 points versus 100 uh, if you get the right guy. So. so now we're choosing between Mason Crosby, Dan Bailey, and Cody Parkey. I like Cody. Uh, Cody was the best, but I think they're going to go for two, and I think they're just going to go for it a lot more. But they're scoring, which they get scares that, me. They get, they, but they get so many times in the, through the other side of the uh, on the other side of the field, just because of that high powered offense and the opportunities. Dallas has a high powered offense. Green Bay's got a high powered offense. Whichever one you like, I even like uh, a Matt Bryant. He's 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 a dumb kicker yeah, on like, a good offense, and I don't think. They'll be as likely to go for two, so let's we're making a big deal out of a fucking kicker. <laughs> so let's go, Matt Bryant, because I don't really care. <laughs> and in the last round, uh, everybody else is taking uh, some players because they already took their defense and is their Miami kickers. available. Miami is gone. Miami is gone. Uh, let's see. Looking at our defenses. Uh, in our draft kit, our highest-ranked defense is probably, at this point, we've got Buffalo number one, who is gone. We've got uh, the Texans at number two, who are gone. Seattle Seahawks at three, who are gone. Rams at four, who are gone. Cardinals at five, who are gone. Uh, Dolphins at six, who are gone. Uh, Denver Broncos at seven who are gone. Then we've got the New York Jets gone. who are gone. This is this is like stealing from me. The Green Bay Packers. There we go. Lock them up. Green Bay Packers are our top ranked defense, and it hurts That's me to have a Packer defense on my team, but I I shall do it. <laughs> we for, shall for the, for the good of the team. So, just looking at it, I hit, think hit it. I think. Uh, we're deep at running back, and we're light at wide receiver. Um, that can be an issue. Uh, I think we've got some of the best potential starters in the league here with our kind of point system. I think Colin Kaepernick as a flex QB could be huge. I'm going to put him in the flex QB even though he is our number one drafted QB. I think I'm going to put the consistent Flacco in the QB slot and then let yeah. Uh, Cap, do what he does from the flex spot. And that could be good news. <laughs> uh, other than that, you know, th- the guys I really like, I really like having uh, a final, final, solid, solid running back core. Uh, we loaded up on running backs in the middle rounds pretty heavily and then interspruced some wide receivers in there. I think we've probably got the worst wide receiving core in the in the league. If we just want to go through the top three, we've got A.J. Green, Larry Fitzgerald, and Reuben Randall. Uh, every other team's got, let's see, theirs is Kelvin Benjamin, Charles Johnson, Vincent Jackson. Woo! I like ours better. That, that's close. Jordy, Jeremy Macklin, Roddy White. I like ours better. <laughs> Emmanuel Sanders, Andre Johnson, Jarvis Landry. I like that better. Yeah, that's better for people. Jordan Matthews, Martavis Bryant, Allen Robinson. I really like that one. Um, a lot of questions there, though, I think. Yeah, ODB, Sammy Watkins, Kevin White. Talk about upside. That's, yeah, that's, that's a good one. 
Antonio Brown, Amari Cooper, Victor Cruz. Yeah, he uh, dropped off with that uh, Cruz pick. That Victor Cruz pick scares you a bit, doesn't it? Oh, this uh, is the team right Calvin here. Johnson, Randall Cobb, and Brandon Cooks. That's a sick little uh, trio of uh, wide receiver goodness. Well, let's, let's read through this team. It's an interesting, different sort of team. It's got Gronk as their first pick. It's got Calvin Johnson, Randall Cobb, Brandon Cooks. And then he's got two pretty solid running back twos, in my opinion, and Jonathan Stewart and TJ Yeldon. Then we've got Teddy B and Robert Griffin the third, so they're definitely weakest at QB. QB, yeah. Um, Anquan Bolden, and then you know just a bunch of guys after that. But I think they've got some really nice starters in there, um, potentially. Yeah. So let's see. Then the next team's uh, receiving core: Des Bryant, DeAndre Hopkins, Sean Jackson. I really like that one. Uh, Demarius Alshon and Woo. Brandon Marshall. Uh, Brandon Marshall I hate, so that's not mine. Mike Evans, T.Y. Hilton, and Keenan Allen's a pretty good one. And then Julio Jones, Edelman, and Tate, that's PPR goodness. Uh, so overall, I think we've got a very, very solid team. Is that guy's t- that team name was Stay Gold? What was it? The far right? Stay Gold, pony boy. <laughs> Robbie Gold, getting na- team names and fantasy football named after him. And overall... One time, just a quick story, I was uh, going to the Bears game and I was uh, walking in and there was a dad and a son holding hands, both wearing Robbie Gold jerseys. I felt so bad for the kid. <laughs> Why? Because his dad bought him a kicker? Yeah, of course. You know, he's like a soccer guy and forced, or knows Robbie Gold from back in the day. He's forcing <laughs> his kid to wear a kicker uniform in school. So other than that, I think we've got a very solid team um, with, with some good depth. The rating uh, system on the Wizard gave us, our team, the uh, best team for overall, overall. And starters. And starters, and they gave us fourth on the bench. So take that, gold, golden boy, <laughs> and the rest of these suckers. Is there anything you didn't like about the draft you liked, or I just differing it. player I, opinions is what hurts a Yeah, no, it's all good. I, I actually have, in one of my main leagues, I have a partner. Uh, he left the league at one point and then wanted to get back in and it kind of we didn't have a slot for him and he's one of my best friends so I was like all right you know I'll do a team a team with you and sometimes it's tough you know you, you're in there in the heat of the moment you don't have you can't agree on something and you and just we gotta, had all the time in the world <laughs> yeah and you get, had all the time in the world so sometimes you got to give concessions and uh, you think obviously you think any decision you would make is going to be right and so do I so you just got to give uh, it's like a marriage. You just gotta give, uh, say yes, honey. Whatever you say, whatever you want, and uh, and let the cards fall where they may. But overall, I think it's a great team. I mean, Jamal Charles, come on, we're starting right there. I think we did being able to go at the five six spot on QBs. I love our QBs, uh, and then I like our depth with that backup. So there was a couple picks that right before we went. One was Amari Cooper, and one was uh, Kevin, uh, Kevin White. White. That would have made our team yeah, much sexier. It would have been a little bit sexy. We don't have a sexy team at all. I mean, we've got Jamal Charles, who's like twenty eight. So we've got Arian Foster, who's up there in age at like twenty nine or thirty. AJ Green's still in his prime at twenty. We got Gore, right? We got Gore, so Gore. we got thirty. 32 right there. We got Kaepernick in a prime, Flacco in a prime, Kelsey in a prime. Then we got the old Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, we did not take that many rookies, surprisingly enough. Yeah. I think we have one rookie on our entire roster. I like that. And that's Amir Abdullah. But Who I love the upside of what that guy can potentially bring. And it's a PPR league, yeah. so we at least know we're getting value from day one. Yep. 
So I really like what we did for sure. Um, that was fun. You know, I'm going to definitely keep on mocking. You know, we really want to win this fishbowl uh, and show our, uh, our, our acumen in the fantasy football ring against the best. And we will do so. So uh, got anything to say to close out this episode two of the Pyro Podcast Life? Goodbye. Uh, hope you get better, buddy. Uh, Mo, Pyromaniac Mo, the show is yours and Stags. I'm just filling in so we can keep our week-to-week rolling. Uh, check out our draft kit. Version um, 4 is going to be coming out uh, you know, sometime after... Uh, after the... I get back from vacation. Yeah, Stag, Stag <laughs> Party is taking a little vacation. So that will probably be somewhere in between the uh, July 17th and 20th. Uh, we're going to try and get version 4 up. So pick that thing up if you haven't done so yet. Uh, drop the 20 bucks. It's ridiculous. I haven't forwarded it to the team yet, but I got an email this morning from a fan like just being like, oh my god, I just picked up the kit. Holy crap. Uh, <laughs> so we need to put some of the testimonials in on uh, the version 4 piece. But check uh, check that thing out. It's ridiculous. If you buy it today, you still get version 4 uh, that comes out uh, middle of, uh, of July, so there's no reason to wait. Get going now. Do your tears. Fire it up. Um, so Follow great. us on... Uh... Or subscribe to us on iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher. Uh, leave us a review if you can yep. and things along those lines. Follow us on Twitter at P-Y-R-O-M-A-N, the number one A-C. And also find us on face- Facebook, facebook.com slash pyromaniac. Fire it up, man. This has been really fun. Uh, we, we only went five minutes over an hour, so we, we're, we're getting better. The first one was at 120. Uh, now we're at 105, and one of the things we're trying to do with Pyro Podcast Lite is make it a little more regimented, a little more news and weekly, and we kind of we swayed from that. We swayed from because, that a bit. Because yeah. I'm not necessarily... Uh, we just wanted to do something that was a little more in our wheelhouse on a nice holiday weekend. So that's what it boils down to. Pyromaniac bringing you. This is the third podcast you and I have done this week. We did two for Pyro. And uh, I did three last and week. And you did so. three last week. I did post it on Facebook uh, a couple days ago that we had done something like 19 podcasts since the start of uh, uh, April. Um, we are not messing around. So... Get better, Pyromaniac Mo. We miss you. We love you. Uh, have a great holiday. Celebrate a safe America. Uh, don't uh, don't point fireworks at anyone. Uh, drink your faces off. The Grateful Dead are in town. Steal your face. We love you guys.